find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh, check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. But I ain't starving yet. Chain for the pain, cocktail dog set. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Eating for the taste of the fly. Six, six, six. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. Mike Sorg at Sorgatron at the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. Ready to get going and talk some indie wrestling with our great guests tonight and then some. Uh, of course, myself, I'm a uh, video production guy down here in Pittsburgh doing the International Wrestling Cartel, Renegade Wrestling Alliance, and a few other projects. Uh, maybe we'll talk about them a little later. Uh, and also with me from San Antonio, Texas, he's back in town, is Eamon at Eamon2, please. Works with the great Inspire Pro Wrestling down there. How you doing, sir? I am doing fantastic, so I'm ready to talk some indie wrestling as always. Cool, cool. It should be a fun time. Awesome. Before that, let's get some of the business out of the way. First, a uh, big thanks to our friend Basic Sickness, another artist from here in Pittsburgh. He does the intro and outro. He does the intro and outro at Basics and has free stuff at BasicSickness.com. Excuse me. Um, and you can also check out more about this show, other wrestling things that we do over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. If you want to get everything wrestling we do, you can subscribe to the Wrestling Mayhem Show super feed on Stitcher and iTunes. If you want to subscribe to this show specifically, you look for the in. in Indie Mayhem Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and of course YouTube for a video version. Um, and you can also drop us a line at, to Good Times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or the voicemail hotline at 412 206 WMS0. Tweet us at Mayhem Show, or you can find the Wrestling Mayhem Show on Facebook, Google Plus, or the great Facebook group where we have a lot of conversation, or you can join us live here Tuesdays at lives.sorgatronmedia.com at about 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central. Since we are dealing with our Texas friends, typically on the weekly basis, um, and uh, with that, Eamon, who are we talking to this week? We're talking to a guest this week that I'm very excited to have on. Uh, he's definitely one I wanted to have on for a good while. Uh, he is somebody that has uh, been in Texas wrestling for a good while. Uh, if you are a fan of Texas independent wrestling, you may know this name, uh, and he's been breaking out, doing some really cool stuff, especially as of late. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Indie Mayhem Show, Gigolo James Johnson. James, how are you doing tonight? Uh, doing, doing pretty good. Uh, doing pretty good, Eamon. A- 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 uh, just, you know, riding high, feeling low sometimes. But uh, that's pro wrestling, right? Especially, yeah. on- Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then we, maybe we able to get into that further. But um, I guess the first question that we always uh, ask all of our guests on the uh, Indie Mayhem Show, kind of an icebreaker in a sense, would be, what is your first ever memory of professional wrestling? My first ever legit memory of professional wrestling is one of two things. Either Papa Shango making the Ultimate Warrior throw up randomly mm. for no reason. Uh, <laughs> and, and Warrior having black ooze coming down his face and freaking out like he's something. Or uh, my father yelling at me to get in the house one WrestleMania because my father was – my grandpa and my dad were the big wrestling fans growing up, and I like to play outside a lot. Um, but my father, uh, yelling at me, come inside and he's like, whose music is this? And like Hogan's in the ring getting beat down by Sid Justice and Papa Shango. And then this music hits and I'm like, gosh, that music sounds so familiar. I can't place it. And that was when Ultimate Warrior came back looking like, uh, like he was one of the Von Erics because he had lost <laughs> steroid mass 
and uh, and uh, he came back there, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's the Ultimate Warrior, and that that's probably two of my earliest memories of wrestling that I can distinctly remember. Awesome. I mean, definitely very distinct ones. Um, so were you a wrestling fan growing up? Uh, how how far, I guess, did you follow professional wrestling maybe in, in sort of your early years? Uh, I did I did follow it, uh, you know, not not religiously, uh, but I, I did follow it. My, like I said, at first my dad was the big big fan, and, 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 and I was like, I, I don't know if it was the fact that everyone was like giants and like muscle bound out of their brains and everything like that. And I was just like, but, but it didn't, it wasn't something that I saw in myself, you know? Uh, mm. But, but, but I did get into it or, or probably around the 92, 93 era where I wanted to watch it all the time. Like I would check out the uh, VHS tapes from Blockbuster when they had them. <laughs> I checked them out like one or two times. Like, have to see you know Brett versus Owen in the steel cage and the Undertaker versus Undertaker match like seven thousand <laughs> times. But that was uh, so that was fun. Um, but it wasn't until I saw the WCW Cruiserweights mm. that I was like, you know, definitely something that oh that was dark. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely something that was really just made made my day like when i saw the wcw cruiserweights when i saw ray mysterio jr ultimo dragon all those guys it just it's like holy crap this is something i could actually do mm. this is something that i could actually excel at because uh you know i excelled at things like gymnastics i excelled at, at things like that and and, and, I, and i was pretty athletic uh for my size so that was kind of one of the things that i i, I wanted to do of course i didn't understand any of the psychology of anything i just like moves. i can do that and um uh, and so that's that's really what got me, you know, started in in, in wanting to be a wrestler. Seeing seeing guys like uh, Rey Mysterio, D. Malenko, Ultimo Dragon. Awesome. And I was going to mention because I mean, you definitely have a very athletic style from anyone that's that's watched you. So you do have a bit of a sort of background in like gymnastics and stuff like that that sort of sort of aided you in, in that in a sense. Yeah, uh, I, I did do gymna some gymnastics in high school, and uh, I just uh, always enjoyed, you know ooing and awing people mm -hmm. uh so like in junior high i learned how to do a backflip off like uh like a like an eight foot rail and so i was like doing backflips off of eight foot rails just for the hell of it just like hey guess what i can do a backflip boom mm -hmm. you know so that, awesome. that's where that happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how did you uh, eventually decide and, and i guess find a way to uh, actually become a pro wrestler well uh that was the uh that was kind of uh, a weird thing because although my dad was a big wrestling fan, he was kind of against me wrestling. Hmm. Uh, so uh, it was my grandpa who really kind of facilitated my, my, uh, you know, like, Hey, if you want to do it, do it, you know, things like that. And kind of helped me, you know, get through that and, and head up to NWA Southwest and see about, you know, training there and things like that. But, um, you know, at that time, NWA Southwest was going through a very big change. You know, a lot of people were quitting. Uh, for those people who don't know, uh, you know, um, the NWA is just, you know, I'm sure everyone who listens to your podcast uh, understands the NWA is a big conglomerate of multiple different, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, wrestling organizations. And uh, one of the guys that ran this one was named Ken Taylor, and he, he's got a terrible reputation to this day down here in, in, in the DFW area. But he just ran a lot of people out. So when I got there, uh, Kit Carson was supposed to be training, and then he left. And so it was just random people coming in every day, every day, every day. 
So I really uh, learned from after that, like just doing, uh, you know, I really just learned from working terrible Lucha Bazaar shows and uh, <laughs> meeting people along the way there. I met people like, uh, that's where I met uh, two people who would be very instrumental. Uh, I met Robert Evans there. Uh, and actually at a, another show uh, that was run by David Fuller, who currently runs IHWE down here, mm-hmm. um, I, I met JT LaMotta. And JT LaMotta broke my nose the first day I met him in a <laughs> battle, royal, battle royal. Broke my nose in a battle royal. Uh, and then JT, then, then I met Robert Evans in this other little in, bizarre show. And thanks to JT LaMotta, uh, I was able to kind of get a shot at PCW. Mm. He, he let me get my foot in the door up at PCW Professional Championship Wrestling, which at the time was a weekly running show in Arlington that ran two shows a week. Um, and so after that, I just luckily uh, I got to be in the ring with great people. The Mike Foxes, I got some be in the ring with Tim Storm, some of the the cream of the crop, the very best in Texas, really, at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, we had everyone. I mean, Byron Wilcott came from there, through there. You know, uh, that's where Lance Hoyt trained and became somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that's, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good teachers there. And just surrounded by nothing but amazing talent twice a week, every single week, which is insane by today's standards. Right. You know, same group of guys at every show just all super talented and just kind of always just a learning experience. You couldn't help but learn. You'd be the dumbest person on the planet and you would still learn (laughs) in that environment. You you know, you could be terrible. You could be, you know, you could be Eva Marie or whatever, and you would still learn and be great after, you know, a month or two. So so that was kind of luck. Uh, It's also where I met uh, Matthew Palmer uh, who trained there. And that's, uh, you know, one thing, let's uh, Andy Dalton. I met there, or actually, Andy Dalton. I met in another show uh, r- run by David Fuller, I believe. Uh, and I saw Andy Dalton's first match. Little known fact: I witnessed Andy Dalton's first match. Very nice. We actually had Andy, I believe, a few weeks on, uh, a few weeks ago on. So definitely a a, a good bit of uh, information there. Um, as we see, uh, your tag team partner Matthew Fuller yeah. joining us as well. Hi, hi, Matt. What's going on? Not too much. Uh, any 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 part you want to contribute on that story? I heard my name. <laughs> we do everything together. You do do everything together. We may be we may get into simply irresistible right. later. Really? Um, <laughs> Jesus, there's no lightning here. <laughs> tell you what, surprises. I tell you, surprises, man. Keep surprises. going. Yeah, let's just keep let's just keep this rolling. Let's man. do that. I'll do a I'll do a double interview. That's fine. Um, well, you mentioned uh, PCW. I was actually very curious about that because I actually got sort of knowledgeable of the Texas wrestling scene only a few years ago, and I, I've heard a lot about PCW, uh, sort of the presentation of their of their product and the stuff they were able to produce. I think actually the first uh, the first match I ever saw of yours uh, that someone showed me was one of your matches with Robert Evans uh, uh, in PCW. Uh, I, I guess going into it further, what was uh, your experience there, sort of like? Um, my experience at PCW, like I said, was just learning. Uh, and, and, and the greatest thing about PCW that I found and the greatest thing about wrestling that I've understood in the independent scene is learning because like you can learn something from like the vet that's been there forever and a day. And then you can learn something from the guy who it's his first match. Uh, mm-hmm. for instance, um, <laughs> not long after Matt here, actually, 
started like wrestling like on the main roster, which he just got like shot put right to the main roster like immediately. Uh, he was a, a star pupil in PCW Training Academy. Um, so uh, not long after Matt was wrestling, I'm sitting there trying to come up with a finish for a match, and I'm sitting here and I'm going over multiple things. I think I was wrestling Diamond Dave or something like that, and uh, I'm just I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this finish. And Matt just hops off on there and he goes, "Hey, what's your finish?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Reverse DDT." He goes, "Well, why don't you have hit? Why don't you have him miss something on the top? Have him hook you for it. You just backflip over him and hit it." And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, it's a general idea. It's a general idea what he said." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, fine. I'll do that, I guess." Which was totally better than any idea I had. And so for like two weeks, Matt didn't let me forget that, which is okay because that's that's kind of how it went with us too. Or with me to him, I'd be like, he'd be like, so what should I do in this match? And I would give him advice, and he would just completely ignore it and do something awesome anyway. So that's how that worked. Uh, but PCW overall, uh, I will never feel more at home anywhere in wrestling ever. That place was just every single person in the back wanted to put on a good show. They weren't worried about just, oh, am I getting my big paycheck or am I looking good or who do I have to put over? He didn't get big paycheck. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> Unless it's changed. Um, but uh, yeah, but no one was worried about like, oh, am I going over? Am I winning the belt? And bullshit like that. So mm -hmm. it, it was like a family, and everyone just wanted to do good, and everyone wanted to have a great show. And I think at that time, our shows were way better than the TNA product. It was like by far, and we had we easily had the some of the best big guys in the business. We mm -hmm. had some. We definitely had the best cruiserweights in the state of Texas, and I can clearly say that. Um, clearly say that we had some of the the best cruiserweights in the state of Texas. In fact, PCW is where I, I where we first saw a couple of them. Like I first saw Vex at a random PCW show. He drove down to be in and, and things like that. Um, gosh, who else was there? I saw Vex. Well, like not even the cruiserweights, but like. You know, Darren Childs made his, yeah. his uh, couple of runs through there. Scott Summers made it when he saw it, like, long, blonde hair yeah. all the way down the middle. Mm. Of the Tons of those guys. And it's, this is, you know, this is showtime when he's, like, 210 pounds. <laughs> so he's still a cruiserweight. You know, you got all these people who are just these mainstays in Texas just yeah, hanging out in our cruiserweight division. Just chilling. Dallas, Texas. Just chilling <laughs> in our cruiserweight division. Which was, like I said, at that time, easily the best cruiserweight division on any company I would put it up against any company's cruiserweight division going uh, at that point in time. We had some legendarily like great ladder matches. If you ever look up PCW ladder matches, uh, I think if there's one I did find that there's like a five or six way. Yeah, six way Jessica James is in that one you know. randomly. Uh, yeah, and, and it, you know, but but they're always great, you know. And, and and a lot of that had to do with you know the like I said the talent we had on hand, the Robert Evanses, the JT Lamadas, you know, people like that that we really had that. Just not to steal Lamada's gimmick, but have a mind for wrestling. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and Lamada and Evans both are two guys that definitely have that. Much like my partner, Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt's just kind of an asshole. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, going towards, I mean, besides PCW, you've worked all throughout the, uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area as well. And I know that um, I actually met you uh, for the first time through Inspire Pro Wrestling. And I know. Uh, at the time you debuted for us because you were um, you were actually I believe a replacement for somebody that couldn't uh, couldn't make the show. Yeah, um, brothers, or the, were the cutter, were, were, were the daggers, the dagger brothers. Yes, yeah. I believe. 
and me and Frankie wanted to call ourselves, uh, what do we want to call ourselves? Like the, I forget, like, I think we wanted to call ourselves the Cutter Cousins or something. <laughs> we were, like, we were replacing the Dagger Brothers, so we wanted something stupid. So we're like, let's be the Cutter Cousins. And, like, and the, like to try to, they wouldn't let us announce like that. We're like, damn it. <laughs> but I know that uh, you had, I know uh, around that time when you had sort of a brief period away from the ring, and, and since then you've sort of been, been you know, wrestling a bit more now. Uh, how has it been like sort of getting back into the ring? Well, uh, after PCW shut down, and I was working with a place called XCW, and then they shut down, and then all of North Texas just kind of shut down. Uh, mm-hmm. I lost, I lost a lot of my drive. Uh, I gained a lot of weight. Um, uh, still have that weight, thanks, Matt. <laughs> um, you know, and just lost a lot of what I loved about wrestling, basically. But um, you know, uh, little known fact that my wife and I will not mention who she is. Uh, just for her, for her own, uh, you know, benefit, uh, is also a, a very popular female wrestler. And so when she started getting out and doing more things, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, why not? Why not try a little bit? And I and I, I cannot stand, by the way, I don't know, am I allowed to curse on this program? Absolutely. Okay, because I fucking hate traveling. Like, I <laughs> fucking can't stand sitting in a car for more than an hour and a half. So the fact that I come to Inspire Pro needs to, I, I needs to be t- – that I fucking have to love that place <laughs> more than an hour and a half because I just fucking can't stand traveling. Which a lot of people told me, like, man, that's what's holding you back, Gigolo. Like back when I was, you know, not fat and actually talented. Uh, they were just <laughs> like, you just won't fucking travel. And I'm like, I fucking hate traveling. I don't want to be in a car. Uh, <laughs> my back hurts. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so I mean, I uh, I just, you know, lost, lost a lot of the love for it. But once my wife started getting booked everywhere and started going, left or right i'm like well, why the fuck should i not try a little bit of that you know and mm-hmm. people told me you know like hey man you can still go if you would just try and i'm like man i can't go you're right thanks matt once Don't again feeling buddy you can't thank you matt up. yep no, definitely definitely not the uh, linchpin in our tag team <laughs> definitely don't take the heat in all our matches that does not happen um you can tell these guys work together very well <laughs> every time every time <laughs> Uh, and he turned the light. Okay, so that's my partner, Matt. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I mean, it, it, it's been kind of uh, it's been really nice getting back out there and, and still being able to contribute in, in in both in in ring and outside the ring. It's been really nice getting respect from some of the guys, uh, you know, that that have worked there. That I I just thought like. Like, they would look at me like, who's this fat, pasty, pale kid? Like, what, what the fuck is he in the ring with us? You know, people like Carson, Moonshine, you know, uh, people like that. But, but, but they get in the ring with me and, you know, they have good matches with me and they like me and they, you know, you know they shake my hand afterwards. And, you know, and, and it's, some, it's kind of flattering that, you know, people who look and, and are as good as Carson and Moonshine would even bother with like a little pasty kid like me. Uh, and, and that's the kind of thought process I have. I'm just like, wow, I'm just, I'm just wowed that, you know, these guys who are probably, if not the present, they're definitely the future of wrestling are, you know, uh, in, in there and they're, and they're having fun working with like a, a, you know, five foot seven pasty chunky kid who's been wrestling for 17 or not 17, sorry, like almost 14 years and not, and, and just, Really doesn't. How do I put this? I feel like I'm at like 50% of what I should be. 
and, and, and so when guys are still like, hey, man, thanks for that, it, it really kind of it really kind of hits me in the in the heart. And it, it makes me feel good. So I, I I can actually sort of attest to that. Uh, I remember that was one match. It's one of the few matches where I didn't do commentary, uh, but I was sitting next to ACH on the stage uh, with some other people, and I remember him just losing his mind watching you wrestle again, and just sort of because I know. Because you, I mean, you're the guy that I think a lot of people would say is your your style of wrestling and and some of your offense and something people sort of adopt and, and sort of sort of take from. I know in a sense uh, and 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 look up to in a sense, obviously. Yeah, uh, ACH actually told me once that I was one of his dream matches, uh, and then he wrestled me, and I think he changed his mind. <laughs> um, uh, which is fine. Uh, he has told me time and time again that he has stolen my slide out kick or uh or climax kick whatever you want to call it he calls it a flash kick so he's like he's like i stole that shit from you he's like <laughs> he's okay man so fucking stole that shit i know that shit man <laughs> i'm not really sure uh and of course you know i taught athena the o-face um mm. who's the only other person that i know of on the planet that really uses it uh, uh i hear ach has done it a couple times <laughs> <laughs> among other moves um but uh yeah so i mean yeah. thankfully uh i create i actually created the o-face uh and i always wanted that to be like my contribution to pro wrestling i wanted that to be like the canadian destroyer of 2007 you know like every mm. backyarder is doing it on their trampoline <laughs> that's what i want that, that's what i want my legacy to be is someone sees athena do the o-face and they're like oh my gosh that's awesome i've got to go do it through a barbed wire board that's on fire and shit so <laughs> That's kind of what I want my legacy to be is the O-Face. And uh, Athena, uh, thankfully, is, you know, not just just as talented, if not way more talented, but way more driven, way more popular, and way more pretty than I am. So uh, that, it's always good to make sure that she's getting the move out there and uh, it's working for her. So that's that's always a plus. Definitely. Um, so I guess to talk about some of the stuff that uh, is happening for you a bit recently, uh, we mentioned your stuff in Inspire Pro. Uh, I know as of the last show, uh, you picked up a big win in Inspire Pro. Uh, however, I know you may not be too happy about that win because uh, it was revealed afterwards that you're the newest member of uh, Chris True's new movement because of that win. Uh, uh, just curious, since we have, I mean, I don't believe anyone sort of touched on you. Any thoughts about uh, uh, the, your new stable that you've found yourself a part of? Well, uh, I can't say that I'm excited to be a part of anything that Chris True is a part of. Um, if I ever needed an acting coach, it would have been in high school, uh, which I'm not sure he could get actually a job in high school uh, teaching. But the, you know that that's a whole different thing. He has to stay within a hundred feet uh, away, a hundred feet of most schools. That's his deal. That's that's not my business. But, we won't judge him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, anytime you can be on a team with someone like Keith Lee, that's a bonus. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, that's a guy who I also uh, had, I believe, his second match ever I, I had with Keith Lee. Uh, I'm not old, Matt. Thanks for pointing that out. Yes, I'm, I'm getting up there in the age. Thanks, buddy. Um, but uh, funny, uh, you know, it, it's great being in there. And gosh, what can't you say about Delilah Doom? She is hot as shit. Um, oh my God, I just said that. I just said that. That's gonna be online now. Okay. Uh, Hot as shit. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. Thanks buddy. again. That's uh, for you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, uh, you know, she's 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 a great up and coming uh, 
wrestler, not just a girl, but a wrestler. So I don't want to try to uh, <laughs> limit her just by how hot she is. Yeah. Uh, you know, she she's actually learning quite quick and producing in the ring, which is great. Um, and then there's Cherry Ramone. And Cherry Ramone is a guy. Hot as shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong gender, Matt. Wrong gender. We're right. Uh, Got it. Girls. Girls are hot. I mean, I mean, objectively. I mean, honestly. Thank you, Amon. Thank you. Lots <laughs> of He okay, yeah. Seriously, like that, that, that. Uh, there are two people who I think are two of the most inspirational people in wrestling. Franco D'Angelo. Yeah. Because he is. Bionic beast. He's 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 the bionic beast. There's nothing else you can say. He's he's like RoboCop, except not booked at a bad WCW pay per view. Um. But uh, and 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 uh, and Cherry Ramon, because that that dude, they, you know, whatever you want to call him, Cherry, uh, Danny, whatever you want to say his name is, that dude used to be like almost 300 pounds, if not more. Mm-hmm. Now he's just cut his weight. I mean, actually, when I first saw him, I, I came to an, uh, an Inspire Pro show that had uh, Robert Evans versus Jojo Bravo. That was my mm-hmm. first Fire Pro show that I watched, and I watched that as a fan. And I saw him at that show, and I'm like, man, that guy's got really good charisma. He just – and coming from the fat, pasty me, this is going to sound really a- asshole-like, but he just needs a better look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw him – when I was actually started working at Inspire, I saw him, and, like, he was standing next to me. And there was a match that was supposed to involve him that I was supposed to, to, to you know, to, to, to be involved in as well. And and I'm looking around and I'm like talking to people like, hey, has anybody seen Cherry Ramon? He's right next to me. <laughs> where's this? Where's Cherry Ramon? He's like, uh, I'm Cherry Ramon. And I'm like, you look great, <laughs> amazing. And so and he makes his ass bounce. So I mean, I guess that's something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt. Hot as shit. Um, so I mean, I guess I, you know, I guess that's something. Uh, I can't say much for his attitude or uh, or uh, his um, how do I put this? His uh, demeanor, I guess, when it comes to how he wins matches and how he wrestles matches. But you know, uh, he's obviously got drive, determination, and with the exception of Chris True, it's a really good bunch of people, honestly. Um, unfortunately, we're being led to slaughter, probably. Uh, with any other manager, uh, I would say, but at least, at least have one title. At least have one title by now. With all, with all the talent in this, in this stable, we should at least have one title. Um, but Chris True seems more focused on focusing, uh, in a northward direction, apparently. I'm not really I'm not really sure. He just keeps telling me to focus into a northward direction. And I, I haven't really understood that yet. Uh, I always try to look north when he says it, but it, it, sometimes that costs me. So, you know, we'll see. It's always it, it, it's all whatever. I try not to pay too much attention to him. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but I think I'm probably going to be more of a problem for Chris in the future than I am going to be a solution. So he he might want to wash his hands of me now before it gets too bad. It may, it may be because I, I believe it was uh, during Keith Lee's match at the last show. You kind of 
Uh, I tried to interject yourself, but not to great effect. I believe okay. you tried. Let me explain. Okay. I believe you tried to tri trip Keith at one point. And... Oh, look, I I saw Cherry trip Matt. I saw Cherry trip trip Matt Riot. Okay, I thought we were tripping. I thought that's what we did. Okay, I don't I don't really get this whole stable thing. I, you know, I I just thought we were tripping people. I thought that's what we were supposed to do. Apparently, I was wrong. Terry asked me what I was doing. I told him, I'm like, hey, I'm new at this. I just thought we were tripping people. So, Well, well maybe we'll be, you guys will be able to work out on that. Um, also, something really cool that I know you're doing, and since Matthew Palmer is here, um, we should talk a little bit about Simply Irresistible. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to bed now that we're talking about <laughs> As he now leaves. Turn the light back on so we can actually see you so it doesn't look like you're naked hovering over me. Which I'm I'm not saying is a bad thing. Which which wouldn't be the first time on this show to be entirely honest. Um, but uh, you guys and I believe they I don't believe the videos are on YouTube, but uh, I believe if you follow Matthew Palmer on Facebook, you can find them. Um, yeah. A couple of the promo videos that you've been doing for uh, for some preparation for your stuff in NWA Texoma, probably some of the most entertaining stuff I've seen. Uh, how did you guys sort of find this bond? I guess you could say. <laughs> There's. There's no real way to actually answer that. Um, me and Matt both have very similar Matt and I, sorry, both have very similar. Uh, I guess uh, not confused. Uh, we have similar senses of humor, and nobody else seems to have our senses of humor. Uh, at one point, uh, my wife and his girlfriend, who once again shall both be remain nameless, uh, were. <laughs> Are sitting, we're sitting on the couch with us while we're watching an old WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> and um, it was apparently like the Hearts versus, uh, uh, it was the well, Hearts versus Shawn Michaels. And well, what it was, yeah, 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 it was, it was in the World Star <laughs> Series 93, I think it was. And uh, they're just doing promos with Bret Hart, who James does an amazing Bret Hart uh, promo. We're just talking about Stu Hart being... Uh, this old tiger, and so James, I think we were going on like two hours of sleep, <laughs> and we're we just the network had just came out. Right away. Just came out. That's why just we had two hours of sleep. Two hours of sleep, but we were watching so every day. Our significant others just watched. Our significant <laughs> watching us, and, and James just goes, "Hey, tiger, And so we just go on this two heart rampage for like an hour and a half. The rest of the pay per view. Just talking like old men, pretending to be Stu Hart. And so around, you know, midnight that night, I guess a couple hours later, we decided we're going to be a tag team, and we're going to just do vignettes and promos where we just Our make up stupid, stupid stuff crap. going on two hours of sleep. Yeah. It's so that's the extent of our tag team. It was just two guys who got really bored watching bad wrestling. Absolutely. Let's be a tag team. Okay. Let's also contribute to the bad wrestling. To be fair, to be fair, the wrestling wasn't bad. It was Stu Hart's glassed over look. Like he like he had not had a drink in like forty-eight hours, and someone was just staring at him with a whole bottle of vodka, just like at follow one, the vodka, Stu. As one <laughs> cameraman snuck up on Stu Hart and Stu <laughs> turned to look it. We and, lost our shit. And the girls are just staring at us like these two assholes. Idiots. We could have dated so oh. much manlier, better men. So <laughs> much better. Yes. Yeah, so, 
So when we got the chance to team up, we both have kind of similar styles in wrestling, uh, except for the fact that he's in shape and I'm not. Uh, and so we thought, you know, why not not only use the fact that he's in shape and I'm not, but let's use our similar styles to bring uh, something that is missing in wrestling, which is comedy, entertainment, and actual athleticism and good wrestling. Uh, there's a lack of people that can have fun on the outside of the ring and then deliver on the inside. Mm. That's, that, that, that's kind of what's really missing in pro wrestling because now everybody's a, as Bret Hart would say, everybody's a tough guy. Everyone wants to be a tough guy. Uh, this old tiger stew here, he's going to take care of anybody going out around the ring or around. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah, our, our main aspect is that we got tired of seeing got five foot seven, five foot eight tough guys. <laughs> like, I'm a tough guy. Barrett. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm no, we love you, Barrett. Barrett. I, I love you. you. You're five foot four anyway. Shut up, Barrett. I <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No. Um, but, but like, we're, we go on to these shows and like, like, oh yeah, you're working, you're working this guy. And this guy's, you know, I do this move and I do that move. Uh, this is my character, and I just look at him going, I I could kick your ass, and I'm going to go do a pseudo-gay gimmick real quick. <laughs> this crowd, and you go be tough guy. By the way, there's a guy who's six foot three, 240 pounds, who does your exact same gimmick. He's in the main, so. Good job. So. Let's see who they believe in. <laughs> yeah. Let's, okay. see if they believe that the, let's see if they believe that the short, pasty guy and his short, yet athletically built guy quasi-homosexual tag team, or more believable, or a five-foot-four guy who thinks he can, you know, destroy the world. Let, 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 let's see which is more believable. Definitely. But absolutely, I would definitely encourage people, if they've not checked out Simply Irresistible, uh, check out some of those promo videos. There is a shower scene. Um, and there is most definitely a shower scene. So there would be more, but... And a bedroom scene. <laughs> There, there would be more. There was plenty of outtakes where I I just kept swearing randomly. Because <laughs> so, usually it's a family show, even though it's quasi male love in the middle. Of the yeah, and there happens to be opponents for us. Yeah. But like, uh, I literally we we improv all of our stuff. It's literally like we start the camera and what you see is is one take. However, there was multiple takes on a couple of them because I simply would not <laughs> stop saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, fuck yeah! There's, there's, <laughs> there's one, one scene where James is, is curling weights, and then the camera pans out, and I'm right behind him, and I'm lifting the weights for him. And like he says, "All right, I think I'm ready for a shower," and I just drop the weights onto the, his, sec, his second level house. And yeah, goes the almost goes through the floor. And hit my girlfriend, and <laughs> hit her. And so like he says, "Oh, let's go take a shower." So I keep dropping weights, going, "Fuck yeah, let's take a shower." <laughs> Every time, I think we did it like six times, and I never stopped saying, fuck yeah, let's go take a shower. Finally, he said, he said, oh, we're going to shower again? Hell yeah, let's fucking do this. And so I got to cut out the let's fucking do this part. And then I was able to stall saying the F word just long enough. Just long enough. Was in this editing. That's amazing. Go check but, it out. Yeah, please do. Facebook. I don't know any of the, the websites. Yeah, we don't know the website names, but please check out uh, Simply Irresistible. Uh, we hope to be uh, your next NWA Taxoma tag team champions with belts that say tag.
tag team champions right. of Texomites that's, that's in WA. The greatest wrestling promo of all time. It this man right here. Off the top of my top head. Of it just, you know, it's like it races through. It has to have an outlet. They call him the smock. I don't, I don't know either the times. Okay, cool. Anyway, but go check them out. We're going to try to make some more. Don't challenge us to the ice bucket stuff. I'm <laughs> no, not going to do that. Every cool one we thought of, somebody goes, hey, you should do this. And it's what we had. I'm like, well, we're not going to do it now. So yeah, we'll donate and all. That's Thanks. fine. I'll donate. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not going to do – yeah, Bugs I got my Bunny check, checkbook. my Bugs Bunny checkbook right here. I'll donate. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, we if, if we were going to do an ice bucket challenge, it would have to be unique and funny and something that we find humor in. And, like, unfortunately, thanks to our videos, everyone was, like, throwing up, you guys should do this, you guys should do this, you guys should do this. And, so like, and it was all literally stuff that we were almost filming. Like, like we were, like, that day we were going to film, and so I said, now we can't fucking do that. And so then we talk about it for that night, and then we're like, okay, this day we're going to do this, then the next person, why don't you do this? Like, okay, we can't do that. So now it's just like, you know what, we can't just dump it. We're quit. not, we're, That's just quit. you know, I'm not going to quit. You're a terrible tag partner. I'm not a bad tag partner. You're a terrible tag partner. So we can go LARP. That's fair that's, enough. Fair enough. It's probably <laughs> for those for those that are in the audio version. Matthew Palmer does not approve. Um, well, uh, going going further, uh, I guess one of the common questions that uh, we ask to everyone on the show is sort of a basis of sort of getting engaged of independent wrestling in general and. Uh, a lot of people we ask this take the question in very different ways, so feel free to take it however you wish. Uh, but the question uh, we ask is, what is, in your opinion, the best thing about independent wrestling, and what is the worst thing? Oh, man. Okay. Well, it's really hard to, to settle on what a best thing of indie wrestling is now, because at least down here in Texas, I know in other states – you know, things are in, I guess, a little better situation, but I still hear about this every now and then. But mm. I think the worst thing about indie wrestling is that anybody can be an indie wrestler. Mm. Uh, there is literally, uh, unlike when I trained in the late 90s, which is like, I'm talking like back in the old days, 1998. Uh, and uh, I just totally dated myself. Um, but, uh, you know, the... You used to have to actually train. You used to have to actually bust your ass, learn how to put a ring up, learn how to tear it down, learn how to vomit in a trash can, because if you didn't vomit in the trash can, you vomited on the floor. You had to clean the floor up of that vomit, and then you had to do push-ups on the floor you just vomited on until you vomit on it again. So that's, that's you know, uh, there's, a, there's a big lack of that now, and now everybody's just like, dude, I'm just going to go to Hot Topic, get some jeans and a T-shirt, and I'm going to be a wrestler. This is awesome. And I'm going to do, like, a swanton bomb. This is going to be so cool. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what's the, the worst thing in wrestling, honestly. That that and the fact that promotions pop up everywhere now because everybody with, who has access to a ring can now run a promotion. You know, mm -hmm. uh, not, you know not everybody does it right. You know, uh, not everybody, you know, like, there are some promotions like, Oh, we don't pay the boys. We just let them wrestle. Like, no, okay, well, now you're just, not only are you letting these untrained fucks wrestle, because those are the only guys who are going to wrestle for you for no money, number one. 
Number two, you're killing whatever business that area would have from a real wrestling show, and you're having you know, and you and you're and you're having people come in to watch you know these guys who don't know what the fuck they're doing, why they're doing it, do it, and so now people don't want to go see a real wrestling show because they think they've already seen. Oh, I saw a live wrestling show, you know, blah blah blah, you know, and uh, and it's just and it's just really sad because it it really kills like. Especially the DFW era, you know, used to be you had like the NWA Southwest, uh, you had peace, and then, then there was after that shutdown, you had PCW in Arlington, then you had XCW in Denton, you know, and back in the days before that, it was you know, fucking Sportatorium, and that was it, you know, that was wrestling in the area. Now you have like thirty-five different small promotions that, you know, thirty-three of them are run by people who know nothing about wrestling. Uh, and the only reason they run a promotion is so they can book themselves on it, make themselves champions, because no one else is going to book them. Uh, that's that's a big that's a big fun uh, thumbs up moment there for for that guy. He gets to live. <laughs> I'm champion of my own promotion because no one else will use me. Uh, so that that happens a lot. I think that's kind of the worst thing, you know. Just people who get in the business, anyone can get in the business. I think that's that's probably the worst thing. In independent wrestling, uh, that and the fact that women get paid like fifty billion dollars more than men <laughs> to do like half the shit. Not all women. Some women really bust their ass. Some women can work. You know, the Athena, mm. the Barbie Hagens, the Angel Blues, the people like that. You know, you know. Which, by the way, Angel Blue might be my favorite heel of all time. So I'm just putting that out there right now. It's official. My favorite heel of all time, Jigolo James Johnson's favorite heel is Angel Blue. Um, the stamp of approval. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, I heard she, t- I heard she told like a six year old, Hey, fuck you little kid at a show the other day. And I was like, <laughs> especially not a woman, but, but yeah, I, yeah, that, that, and the fact that, you know, a, a woman who has been working for maybe six to seven months has some decent boobs, you know, a decent look, good gimmick has some kind of sexy factor. Can you paid 80 to $150 while, a guy who is going to go out there and have a ladder match, kill himself, put his body through hell, gets maybe 30. You know, that that to me is also bullshit. But, you know, that's that's the bricks. So, I mean, that's that's just how the business is. That's not going to change. There's nothing you can do to bitch about it. But I like bitching. So um, <laughs> what's best about independent wrestling? Uh, being married to a female wrestler who does get paid $850 to go out there and do nothing. So she's never hurt. She's never really that tired other than driving, you know. She, you know, biggest move of a match, look, always slam, maybe. You know, so that's that's always that's always a plus, uh, you know. Uh, I don't even have to wrestle and still make more money than I do when I do. So it's kind of weird. Uh, um, but no, seriously, probably the best thing about independent wrestling right now is that there are some guys, the Ray Rose, the uh, the Mike Dells, the, the the Carsons, these are guys that like just fucking kill it, mm. and they they're damnedest to do the best they can. Every show, you know, uh, I was there for Row versus Hero at Inspire. Fucking amazing. Chris Hero just gets released from WWE and comes into Inspire Pro. Uh, you know, uh, for for what it is, it's a it's a local promotion that is growing slowly, mm-hmm. but, but solidly, solid promotion. But let's you know, be honest, it's a local 
city-based promotion mm -hmm. who gets a international superstar coming in, and they just have this knockdown dragout match. And Ray Rowe, Ray the uh, you know Inspire guy, goes over clean and just puts him over like a champ, like a real professional. Uh, mm -hmm. And the fact that there are still real professionals out there, like Carson, you know, uh, people like that, the Ray Rose, the Carsons, people like that make me feel good about wrestling because they're real professionals. Because... Like I said earlier, one of the, the biggest negative about professional wrestling or indie professional wrestling is there's no professionalism. And, uh, and it's good to have time to talk to and see and be on shows with real fucking professionals. And, that, and that's fantastic. And, and, and I'll, add, I'll add Andy Dalton to that list. I'll add fucking Greg James, Barrett Brown, Matt Palmer. You know, the list goes on and on. Franco Dean. These guys that want to have the best fucking show they can and they're pros about it you know and that's just that's what i would say the best thing about uh indie wrestling is right now is it is that when you look around hard enough you can find remnants of what professional wrestling used to be when it was honorable when it was respectable when it was not that it's not respectable now but i'm just saying when it was something that was grandiose when it was larger than life when these people were, were like kings and they treated the business as such. And uh, that still exists out there. And I think that's a great thing. Awesome. Definitely. So thank you, uh, James, for joining us this evening. Uh, if you have any uh, upcoming events that people can possibly see you at, if there's any uh, places where people could follow you, check yourself out, uh, where can they find you? Well, uh, definitely check out uh, NWA Texoma. It's in Texoma. You're <laughs> <laughs> It's in Texoma. Um, uh, that's going to be coming up on the 19th, uh, September 19th. Uh, I will also be at IHWE this coming Saturday, uh, uh the 30th as part of their card. And they're, they're a quickly growing, uh, phenomenon, honestly, uh, in the Texas indie scene. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to be, uh, involved some way, somehow with Inspire in October. Uh, I will not be there, unfortunately, Sunday. Uh, this next Sunday, but I will be there in October, probably. Um, uh, and of course, check out MetroplexWrestling.com, which is kind of my home promotion. Uh, it's right down the street, so I mean, it's it's a great place for the DFW crowd to come and check out. Um, other than that, you know, like I said, just chilling, uh, letting my wife make a lot of money, uh, <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, I'm now less than two weeks away from one of the most important days of my life, and that is getting a PlayStation 4 and Destiny. I, I, I hear you're very excited about that. Yes, very excited about PlayStation 4 and Destiny. Uh, and so I, I've got that midnight release coming up. Uh, my wife is going away for like three days. I've got like three straight days off of work. <laughs> it's going to be fucking amazing. I'm not going to get beat up. I'll probably go to the chiropractor so I can at least sit up straight at one point, so that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Um, well, that in internet porn and hentai. But, you know, who doesn't look for that? That's I mean, come on. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you very much, James, for joining us. If you ever see Jiggle and James Johnson on a show, go check it out because I'm sure that you will be entertained. Uh, and, yeah, I believe, Sorg, uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that uh, happened in your neck of the woods this weekend. 
Thanks, Eamon. Yeah, we got a little bit uh, to talk about, and we'll get out of here for this week. Of course, IWC Cage Fury. It's one of the, I'd say, one of the top two shows they do at the Court Time Sports Center here. Uh, two big cage matches. Um, this is, Eamon, I don't know if you saw some of the discussion, or, or maybe I, I actually talked a little bit about this show this morning on my Good Morning podcast uh, that's uh, now on the you'll you'll find it i don't know you if you follow me on twitter i, I tweet it every day um but you know I, I always talked about iwc kind of like had me as a fan first and i still find myself as a fan watching this mm-hmm. as i'm even producing the thing um and i i went over the riz and i said after the first like six matches because they did the six matches then they did the two cages for obvious reasons to set up the cage on during intermission right um it felt like like the old iwc you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it felt like like this is the IWC that I remember coming to. You know, the IWC of old. Um, you know, the right mix of talent. You, of course, you had DJ Z, Zion, Shima Zion, uh, in there in a title match against Dalton Castle, which was a great match. Um, so many backstage things. They had a uh, they had this faces of change, which is kind of like a shield nexus kind of angle. Okay. Finally, the big reveal on who it was, which was a bunch of trainees, but it came off so well, um, you know, to the point where like they're all in the ring. Um, there's this one character. I don't know if you know of a guy named Joe Rosa. I don't know if he's very popular anywhere else. I've I've, be- I've heard of his name. I don't believe it. But they've been doing this thing for several months where he's been doing this VIP lounge where legitimately, like, they have a couch and he chills there and watches the show all night, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and legitimately, like I think the fans pay like forty bucks, get bottle service, have these seats over by the entrance and everything, um, and end up being in the middle of whatever goes down between him and whatever whoever he has a problem with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a cool son- concept, and it's something that the promotion can make a couple extra bucks from uh, by selling those seats. Um, and it, apparently that was part of the, you know, that they had these these faces of change, which I hated. I thought the videos were stupid. I, I'm like, what are they doing here? This is the shield. But the way <laughs> it came off, I thought felt really, really cool. And I'm sure that's going to be on. Um, I was going to have videos queued up here. There they are. Um, <laughs> of course, you know, they're they're going to they're going to go into this on on Aftershock. So everybody can see the video from there. I, I have the raw up here. Uh, videos actually rendering right now. For anybody that wants to check that out, so uh, they can stay tuned for that uh, on digital download here, probably within the next 24 hours. But again, like and and and, and especially like the way this was going, we made sure to shoot this kind of like the Nexus angle. Mm-hmm. And you know, I only know like bits and pieces of what's going to go on, right? Right. Uh, going into this on the production side, uh, but it was it was really kind of cool the way it turned out. Um, you know, including like beating up the promoter, all that kind of stuff. And they're revealed with the mask when the lights pop up. It's so nice. Uh, over 300 people in the crowd. So nice energy all night long. Um, you know, I, I love doing the core times. It, it sucks because it's extra set up, but they have that screen. They could do so much with. They had so many great backstage, backstage kind of promos going on. And just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a really cool atmosphere. You know, we're, we're kind of seeing a little bit of RWA doing this with the new lighting, you know, uh, definitely not as as cool as it feels at the core time here. Um, but it, it's been it's been it's, it's, it's cool to like do something that feels like a bigger production. And I know that people that come to it like love the feel of that. Um, of course, big cage matches, the four way, uh, the four way uh, uh, tag match for the super indie number one contendership was probably a match of the night. Uh, War Games came off really well, too, uh, mm. with Jimmy DeMarco returning a friend of the show. By the way, happy birthday, Jimmy DeMarco. 
Yes, indeed. Got to put that out there. Friend of the show. He's been on the old Wrestling Mayhem show multiple times. Now revealed to be the IWC promoter on Twitter. <laughs> so that's been interesting. Um, uh, so please add IWC promoter on on Twitter if you you know wish him a happy birthday if you're listening, uh, even if it's a day late here. Um, uh, but RJ Macross, another great one. Uh, we got low rider Colin Delaney. It just, it, it just every match really topped out Jock Sampson back again, taking on Keith hot. Uh, what was that second match is the only one that was actually booked. <laughs> uh, Oh, night riders, night riders against, uh, Bobby Shields and, and Nikki Valentino, um, a flex appeal. Uh, they're gym rats. I love it. You know, uh, it's really a really solid, solid show. Good talent. There's no, there's no, there's no, yo, there's no duds in there. You know, right. and I really think, I really think both promotions that I've been working with have been really good about having very solid book talent across the board. Um, so there's that. Uh, go awesome. check it out. It's I don't know what more to say about it other than just it, I just had a blast doing it. Um, everything looks cool. I, I'm really happy with how everything's turned out uh, 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 with this production. Um, we had the lights back from <laughs> we had the, <laughs> the lights from uh, uh, December back. So uh, you know we got again adding to that production value. You can see there a little bit on video some of the lights by the entrance, which really make my lens go nuts. By the way, I'm still working on trying to work around that um, lights over the ring. Uh, flashing all over the place. Y- you know how like RWA or I'm not RWA, uh, Ring of Honor is really good about making you not feel like you're in a basketball court. Like yeah. I feel like we're at that point with IWC, yeah. but they only get to do it twice a year in this case, four times a year at court time. You know, and 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 that whole like there's that, and then there's the other shows. You know, mm-hmm. and I've been very vocal about I don't like that I have to do a one camera shoot. It's not my choice for for some of the smaller shows, but I'm afraid that quality difference kind of kills some things. Mm. Um, easily the best promotion. Hey, also other local thing, uh, VOW our friends of Vicious Outcast Wrestling have TV. Awesome. Interesting. Uh, they're actually on the local cable access channel, so I'm never going to be able to see it because uh, <laughs> I'm a cord cutter myself. Uh, but no, no, cool to see wrestling getting out there. I hope it helps them out. Um, of course, they got a big ECW show coming up in uh, not this weekend, but the weekend after the first the first full weekend there in September. They're having uh, Sabu in Balls Mahoney. We'll talk about that a little bit more uh, next week. And of course, PWX has uh, something that's pretty good. Uh, a pretty good annual thing, the uh, 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 Sean Shocker Evans Memorial Tournament happening down at the WrestlePlex down in McKeesport. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area, that's another cool thing. Um, uh, again, another guy that uh, passed in the area, and they've been doing this is the seventh annual uh, tournament of this of this type. Friends of the show like Gory G. Raver involved with that. Uh, Chris LaRusso has been on the Wrestling Mayhem show before. Uh, so that should be a good time. Uh, if I find myself uh, free on Saturday, I might swing by myself uh, that's everything i got going in uh pittsburgh in pittsburgh uh what's going on in your neck of the woods there is something big going on uh in my neck of the woods this weekend uh and it is inspired pro wrestling we got nice. another event uh, happening this sunday at the marquesa hall and theater in austin texas it's going to be i think a really big one for us uh, our relentless event that's showed to be a, a really uh, great card uh the original main event uh, obviously was mike dell defending against ray Rowe. obviously as we mentioned before that cannot happen because uh Ray Rose uh, motorcycle accident from last week uh, 
Uh, definitely, once again, wish him very speedy recovery. It has been announced, though, that uh, Dell will be able to pick his opponent uh, for that night. Uh, he'll he'll have his choice, uh, and we'll find out who his opponent will be at the time of the main event. So anything can really happen in that one, definitely. Uh, but there's a lot of really cool stuff on that card. Uh, uh, there's going to be an NWA World Women's Championship defense. Barbie Hayden taking on Athena, uh, and that is going to be killer. Uh, this should be some really awesome stuff. Uh, Jax Dane, uh, who's been you know mainstay of the National Wrestling Alliance, has even done New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, is going to be deb- debuting for us in a number one contenders match against Dirty Andy Dalton, who we've had on before. Uh, Lance Hoyt will be there. Uh, Gary Jay is making his return, uh, taking on Ricky Starks. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on this card. Uh, a lot of really interesting stuff uh, coming from uh, Inspire Pro Wrestling this month. So if you're in the Austin, Texas area, or the wrestling area, or the Texas area in general, uh, I encourage you to come on out, InspireProWrestling.com, uh, for your tickets. Uh, like I said, it's Sunday, August 31st at the Marquesa Hall Theater. Uh, beautiful venue. Uh, there's an open bar. There's tons of parking. Uh, it's, if you need something to do on a Sunday night, this is the perfect time to do it. I believe Labor Day is the next day, so don't, you don't even have to worry about going to work the next day. So, you know, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely go uh, check that out. Uh, there there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, maybe news, I guess, for the Inspire Pro area, except I guess to, uh, actually a couple hours ago. Um, I don't know. This is a very weird, Sark. I saw it tweeted out uh, – uh, from uh, Brandon Stroud, who we've had on the show before, and, and, and it's been retweeted by some people uh, 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 with the uh, something with the Chikar Pro Wrestling logo uh, on a flag. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't understand if Chikara may be expanded to Chile, as at least that's what I get from it. Uh, obviously, the traditional uh, blue, red, and white of the uh, of that flag. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that, and and it says. Uh, 10-5-14. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what could happen with that. I believe, I think actually I'll, I'll be busy that night. I think that's another Inspire Pro event, but I think I have no, a, no, it's weird. I think I have a wedding that night. Um, I, I don't know. It would be kind of cool if they, they went international. That makes sense. You it know, makes sense. I think there's yeah. somebody that would, that would translate, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, always, always good to see them expand. So maybe, maybe I'll have news on that very soon. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Hey, thanks for an uh, uh, awesome interview tonight with those guys. I love that we got somebody them <laughs> on as well. We got our first ever duo interview. Well, actually, not very, not true. We had uh, but an impromptu duo interview. Hey, we had Ginger cameo on Chess Flexors. That's that's true, actually. So conveniently enough. But. Awesome. So as usual, hey, guys, uh, please, if you want to find out more, WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Mayhem Show. Oh, let's put the video on me. There we go. Uh, hey. Facebook and the Facebook group, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Google Plus as well, Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can hit us up at GoodTimes at WrestlingMayhemShow.com, 412-206-WMS0. You can join us here every Tuesday night, live.sorgatronmedia.com at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. Um, and, of course, please subscribe to the Indie Mayhem Show on your YouTube, your Roku, your Stitcher, your Spreaker, your iHeartRadio, and, of course, the Wrestling Mayhem Show super feed for everything that we're doing, Wrestling Mayhem. And big thanks to Basic Sickness for our intro-outro, basicsickness.com. Um, check out all the stuff. Check out sorgatronmedia.com slash store for the stuff I'm working with, including this new Cage Fury 2014. Oh, I didn't mention AJ Styles' The Missing Matches which includes exclusive interviews that we did do uh, with him recently about his time with TNA and the things that worked, didn't work, uh, and some great matches that you may not have seen before from the indies. 
with him over the years. Um, and as well as Matt Cross Prime Cuts, uh, another great collection that we're putting out this week. Uh, Media.com. Sign up for the newsletter. You get a free Super Indie 1 download if you're a new sign-up to the newsletter. Uh, and you can test out the download service. Check out the quality. It's an older show, so the quality's not going to be that great. It's like from 2002, dude. That's when Super Indie started. <laughs> and we have the video. It's amazing. So with that, awesome. guys, go support some indie wrestling. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Peanut for the taste of the boy. Six, six, six.